Hi, I'm Diane Hullett, and welcome to the Best Life, Best Death podcast. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Lori Cicero, and Lori is a co-creator of the Death Deck. Welcome, Lori. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. It's so fun. I, you know, my work at Best Life, Best Death is all about conversations about end of life, death, and then mortality and how those inform our living. Um, but, you know, that's great in theory to say, have a conversation about death, and this is a topic we can get into, but, you know, how do you start? And so I love that you co-created the Death Deck as a way to start conversations. So tell us a little bit about you, Lori. Yes, well, I am, I'm very proud of this game. Uh, it did actually come out of a tragedy in my life, and it's something that I'm now very passionate about just what you do as well as to get people talking and talking early and not talking in the moment. So I, I never started out, and I think a lot of us never start out going, you know, I'm going to be in the end of life industry. Um, I think we, a lot of us are touched by something, a, a situation, and that is my story as well. I uh, got married to a wonderful man. We started a family. We started a business together. And at some point during that time, he got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And it came completely out of the blue, a uh, young couple, young kids. And it was something that just completely threw us both off. And it was something that we hadn't talked about. I mean, we thought that when we got to the end, uh, we thought we were prepared. We were a couple that had had the conversation of we need to get our wills and we need to do our advanced directive. And we had all of that paperwork, but we never had the conversations about death that you and I are talking about right now. We never really sat down with, you know, what does end of life look like? And we never really had the, the talk to, you know, open up to embrace the mortality. And we had to have that talk in the moment when he was a couple months from his death. So I found myself after he had passed away being very, very frustrated with the fact that, you know, we didn't, we didn't talk about it. And so I realized that I wanted to do something about it. So I had made a very good connection with the, actually the hospice social worker, Lisa Paul, who's the co-creator of the death deck. She was the hospice social worker that came to my house and was the one that touched me, shepherded me through the passing of my husband. And I circled back to her a little bit later after his, his death. And, you know, we got into a lot of conversations of like, she sees it every day. She sees people like me, you know, in that moment of being, completely thrown off. It's like, wait, why are, why are we not having these conversations? So we decided to do something about it. What, what can we do? What can we do differently? And we decided to create a game that could be that icebreaker. So when you talk about like, how do we start these conversations? Well, we're hoping that by having a game, by having a multiple choice questions and, and being playful way before you have to have these conversations or not in the moment that people start talking about it, being comfortable saying the word death and being comfortable interacting with loved ones on a topic that we should really all be talking about. I love that. I love that. I think it's so interesting that so many people, when I talk about what I do with people, they think that either I'm doing end of life paperwork, as you said, kind of wills and estate planning, whatever that means for your situation, 
or they think I'm being with people right at the very, very end. Mm -hmm. And that's really not how we see it at all. I think there's, as you said, this huge gap between what um, families need, what the dying person needs, how healing and connection can happen at this huge transition when there's time to have the conversations. But um, as, as Lynn Golden, a doula I interviewed a couple of weeks ago said, she said, the time to plan for dying is not when you're dying, because then you're just right in the middle of it. And what a, what a tragedy that was for your young family. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so right. And it's all in the preparation that I think we're fearful of. Like, we don't want to talk about it, but I found that once people do start talking about it, it really, it takes the fear out and it allows for when the time does come to have that time as special time together and not be in this chaotic mess of, okay, now we've got to plan everything in this, this dark moment. Like, you know, if we talk about it ahead of time and plan for it and prepare for it, then we're good. We can, you know, we can enjoy life and realize that, when it happens, we'll know. We'll know what our loved ones want. We won't have to be second guessing. We'll know what we want. We thought about it. Like, what do what do I want? And it can change all the time. It's or it's an organic conversation, but it's it's definitely a conversation that, you know, I I I really believe that once people are able to just start it and get into it, it just becomes that much easier and that much more bonding to to families and to loved ones. Yeah, I've been struck by how when I when I get into conversations with people, a lot of people do know what they want or do know what they think. And then when I say, well, have you told your partner, have you told your kids or have you, you know, does anyone know? They say, oh, well, no, I've never really talked about this before. So there's something about that. It, it, it can be the knowing inside yourself, but then it's also the conversation. Um, so, so, okay, so people can find the death deck at thedeathdeck.com and Give us some examples, like what if you buy this little deck, and, and I love it because, um, you know, when my kids were younger, we had a lot of different decks for playing games, like there's a lot of fun games that um, come now in kind of a deck of cards size package, so they're very easy to travel with and take around. Um, so tell us more, show, give us an example. Yeah, so it's a box of cards, there's 112 of them. Uh, we've got ma the majority are multiple choice, and then we do have some that are open-ended. And when we were researching other cards, games, and conversation tools for end of life, uh, most, if not all of them, were all open-ended questions. And we started there, and we thought, you know, when we've played these games, sometimes if you're asked an open-ended question, it's, it's difficult. If you haven't thought about it, if you're trying to sort of gather your thoughts. So we decided to, you know, make it a little easier for people and make it multiple choice. So that then if you haven't thought about it, or even if you have, you can sort of line up to one of the three answers um, and start the conversation there. Kind of see uh, where you land. Yeah, exactly. Kind of what, exactly. Begin to feel your way. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then it's also set up to be, you know, a game for game nights. It's not just, you know, something to, to pull out at end of life. It can be. Um, a conversation tool at that point, but it's also designed to be a game for the general public as a game night option that just has a different topic that we don't generally talk about, but it's, it's fascinating. If you're not in the moment of it, I find that people really do open up and they find that this conversation about life and death and the afterlife itself is, is really fascinating. And so it's a gameplay where you can guess each other's answers and score points. Uh, 
along with that, you're learning about each other and what and each like, other like wants. the old newlywed game. Exactly. Like, which, which shoe does he put on first? <laughs> exactly. And it, it, we've played with couples and then friends that were couples. And it's always surprising that, you know, the, the, the friends know so much more about each other than a lot of the couples do. It's like, okay, people are not talking here, but yeah. So it's, it's, it's set up to, you know, it's, it's very uh, versatile in that it, you can just pull a couple of cards to have, a, you know, something at the dinner table. You can sit down with a group of friends and play it as a, an, an interactive game. Um, we've found that a lot of people will, you know, we call it stacking the deck, where they'll grab the cards of the conversations that they want to lean towards, whether it's, you know, the, the, we have cards about the death of a pet, we have cards about cremation, we have cards about, you know, afterlife and what you, what you think about that. So if there's a certain conversation you want to have with somebody, you can pull those specific cards and just start a conversation that way. Stack the deck. I love it. Stack the deck. <laughs> we do that all the time. <laughs> Um, I have stacked the deck today. I have two cards um, that are multiple choice, and I thought I would read those, and we can maybe uh, get into a little gameplay. Um, I don't know you, but maybe by playing this, I'll know you a little better, and we'll try to guess each other's answers. Great. <laughs> All right. So the first one is, um, would there be differences in how your family would treat your medical condition if you couldn't speak for yourself? So would there be differences in how your family would treat your medical condition if you couldn't speak for yourself? So first answer A is no, I've been very clear with instructions. B, they would argue, but ultimately agree. Or C, yes, they struggle with choosing a restaurant. <laughs> nice, I like it. Great, should I say my answer or you wanna guess? Oh, well, I, you know, I'm going to guess that you are an A and that you've been very clear with your instructions. And I would guess the same as you, that you're probably an A. We probably, um, working in this field, we kind of both are like, yeah, let's have these conversations. Yes. Let's yes. Make it happen. That's great. I love, I love the way the C gets a little humorous, you know, just kind of keeps it open-ended. Like, yeah, they can't even choose a restaurant. This is not going to be helpful. So, so common. All right. And how about another one? Uh, here's an interesting one. So would you consider sending your cremated remains into space? A, absolutely. I think I deserve this kind of send-off. B, maybe if convinced it's environmentally sound. Or C, no, I beg you to please spend that money on something more useful. <laughs> Great. Um, let's see. I'm going to guess that you are a C. I, you know, I'm a B, I'm a maybe. Okay, okay, you like maybe, that could be you know, a thing. You know, oh, maybe. Yeah. And I think you would be a C. I'm probably a C, kind of a pragmatic <laughs> earthbound girl. But I love that that's even, you know, a question and even an option. Yeah, and I mean, I've, I have talked about, you know, I, I, I do want to be cremated and I want my ashes scattered at sea in a very special place. Um, it's all mapped out and charted in my paperwork. So my children will know. But, you know, there's enough ashes to go around. Maybe I would consider it. You know, it might, be, it might be something in the future, which you I'm know, hoping this will be very far, far off in the future. But when it happens, that might be a maybe. It's a maybe. I just started a really fascinating book last night called American Afterlives. And I don't have it right in front of me, so I don't know the author. But American Afterlives, it's hot off the press with Princeton Press. 
And it started out because she decided to make a movie about death, um, which ultimately she did. She and a filmmaker. But then there was so much information that she also wrote a book. And part of what she's talking about is how much the um, she really focuses specifically on what people do in terms of funerals and what people do in terms of burial cremation, water cremation, green burial, like literally what do they do after people die? And um, so it strikes me that I wonder if she'll have this um, go into space as, as you know, as something because I just think the landscape is changing so dramatically. It is. And there's constantly new, new options. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's to your imagination really at this point, Who knows but I think it's, but it's important. It's important to, to let your loved ones know. I mean, and a lot of people, what we hear a lot is a lot of people say, well, I'm, I'm going to be dead. I don't care. Do what you want to do. But you know, that really leaves sort of a pressure on the person left behind to make a decision and trying to second guess, well, I think they would really like this. Well, well, and you know, it could lead to the family arguments of like, well, no, I think, so it's really a gift to give to your family and loved ones to, to let them know if, if there is something or to make a decision, you know, maybe you don't, you really, really don't care. And that is a decision, but if you're leaning, you know, if you think about it and you're allowed to think about it and realize, hmm, you know, I really loved that cabin in the woods and I would love, you know, for my ashes to go there, or I would really love a green burial at home, you know, what, whatever that is to, to let your family know it's, it's an incredible gift. Incredible gift. I think it's so, so powerful. The, um, do you have an example of an open-ended card? I do. Of course I do. Of course you do. <laughs> right there at hand. So, um, okay. So this one is DIY. So if you could plan your own celebration of life party, where would it take place and what would be the theme? Oh, that's good. I think we should just let that one hang for listeners to think about. So if you could plan your own celebration of life, where would it be and what would be the theme? And I think more and more people are doing that. It's really, really an interesting um, movement in the country, I think. As I said, through, through movies and books and interviews, I'm seeing this more and more. Well, thank you so much, Lori. This has been just a fun conversation about the death deck. And I love that. Um, I mean, it's so hard that sometimes these um, tragedies are what change us and bring creativity forth. And yet you found a way with your hospice co-creator to really change and enlighten the end of life conversation for so many people. Because I, I know that death doulas that I talk to and work with are using this as a playful way to bring you know the conversation up. Um, what, what are you grateful for today? Let's end with that. Oh, that's such a, that's such a great question <laughs> to end with. You know, I today am grateful for my health. You know, I think that's so important. I have a lot of people around me, close to me that are struggling right now with health issues and I feel so deeply for them. Um, but in the same note, I feel you know, grateful that, that I have my health and I'm able to help them um, while I'm healthy. So how about you, Diane? Beautiful. I, I would agree. I um, Health is such a fundamental base. It allows us to stand and walk and be in the world and do things. And um, I keep looking at, you know, how do we, how do we sort of maintain our best health, whatever that means for us? I think it's huge. Today, I'm also just grateful for the amazing sunshine. I think we're going to get snow pretty soon, but 
right now it's just this golden glow of fall and I'm just grateful for this conversation and the light streaming in my window. Oh, enjoy it. Enjoy the day. And thank you so much for taking the time out to, to talk with me and to share the death deck with your audience. I think it's such a fun, um, we were laughing before we hit record, Lori and I were talking about how this is kind of a fun Christmas gift or, you know, Hanukkah gift, like give your friends the death deck. So <laughs> it is available for purchasing yes. on uh, Amazon and thedeathdeck.com. Yes, they'll give you a funny look, but after they open it and look at a few cards, they will be extremely thankful. I love it. Thanks again, <laughs> Lori. This has been Diane Hullett with the Best Life, Best Death podcast. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or check out my website for classes starting up again in January. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.